You're listening to the Full Count Podcast with Sean Halpin and John Huck. Dude, they don't even know what they're doing. What are they even talking about? Just start the damn show. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. Or John, it's episode sixty-seven. <laughs> John, I'm, rec- I'm reporting live from Dallas, Texas, <laughs> via, via satellite, via via phone, via not live, because people will hear it tomorrow, and we're doing it today. Deep in the heart of Texas, John John Huck and Sean Halpin. I'm Sean Halpin. That is John Huck. Yes. We are here. The Full Count Podcast, episode 67. Uh, John, we, it's going to be packed today, John. It's going to be packed today. Oh, you mean the episode. The I'm whole, like, where? I think we, we should buckle up and the people at home, if you don't have a seatbelt on your seat, you better go get one. No, you don't need a seatbelt. You need a five-point harness. <laughs> Speaking of NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah. wait, hold, hold on. Hey, hold, hey, 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 well, they were definitely everywhere. If you want to call them women, we can go ahead and do that. Okay, John. Um, but John, why are you, why are you still? What's going on? Why are you still hide and seeking in Texas? <laughs> I had to come back. I had to come down and shoot the last chunk of my scenes for the movie Hidden in the Heart of Texas. Uh, ooh, and, I like that ooh. title. Yeah, it's a good title, right? Um, uh, again, it's a movie about an adult hide and go seek tournament, and. Uh, I play last year's returning champion, and I'm kind of a dick. But I think it's going to be as as chaotic as I, I, all uh, small, low-budget, independent movies are. I'm sure everyone I've worked on has been fairly chaotic. Uh, I think this one's got a. It's going to be really funny. I think it's going to be really funny. The cast is great. There's enough different people in it. It looks like if you looked at us in a room, you'd be like, "Yeah, you look like a bunch of dicks who would come and try to be in a hide-and-go-seek tournament for adults." Does it have legs, as they say? Uh, yes, that is a very good at, show business at, term. Have Sean, legs? Are you? I think that's I a wine. Sean. I think that's a wine term. Uh, it might be, but I think it's also used for other things. I, I thought you got that off. I thought you got that off my uh, <laughs> word of the day production talk. <laughs> toilet paper. Um, yeah, no, it, I think it does have legs. I think it's got a shot at being funny and 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 well received. So we'll see, but. Uh, I just wrapped my last scene. We did a photo shoot of me, of me when uh, the year I won in Hawaii. Uh, it, within the movie, we should, they show a video to the other hide and seekers about, hey, this is last year's tournament, mm-hmm. and it's literally just a bunch of still photos of me partying with chicks at a bar. So it looks like I'm wasted and throwing up and doing shots. And do you have a Hawaiian shirt on? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I have a gray and green shirt on. We got to talk to this wardrobe person. Well, the wardrobe person was me. Uh, I basically <laughs> I'm wearing all my own clothes, which I love when when people are like, "God, yeah, I love that those that, those sandals you wore in that movie were awful," and I'm like, "Yeah, those yeah. are mine." Hey, dress yeah. like a homeless guy. Nailed yeah. it. Got it. Well, literally did a did a thing where I had to dress like a homeless guy for a friend's thing, and it, he was like, "Do you have any?" I go, "Yeah, I'll just show up. Don't worry about it." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> but you know what's funny? Like we've been talking. You've done more crap in Texas than I do when I lived there. Like you went, to, you, so you went. Yeah. How did no? How did you get to the NASCAR race? Okay, so last time I was here, right, right, uh, which was only two weekends ago, <laughs> uh, we, the final four was was kicking off, and everyone was going nuts. Not the final four, but like the uh, sixty four games where whatever everyone was playing. Yeah, and every everyone in the cast seemed very interested in in, in the college hoops. So they were all gathered in this one area watching. While we were shooting, if you weren't in a scene, they would run to the house and watch basketball. Yeah, and it was a Sunday, so I knew there was a race on. 
I ran to the house and I asked politely if we could check Fox for two seconds while we watched the, just to see who was leading the race. And everyone was like, oh my God. <laughs> everyone was like, oh my God, you like NASCAR? Like, oh, well, and, and literally talked to me like I was a leper. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess I won't be checking the race in there. Uh, so I was like, okay, fine. So I come back this time around. And I check my phone on my uh, when I land on Friday. I check my phone to see what time the race is on Sunday because I know I'm supposed to shoot Sunday. And I think maybe I could watch a little bit of it on TV before I have to shoot. Right. Then I see on my phone that the race is in Texas. It's a Texas Motor Speedway. I was Hell like, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's so. I, I was like, oh, that's a coincidence, right? And uh, so I show up on my my first day, and I talk to this guy who's playing the ref in the movie, who you know, Kurt Bassa. Yeah. Um, super nice guy, really funny, really just a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. And, and I was like, man, I, I just realized the race and I just kind of blurted out. I just realized the race is in, in Texas this week. And he goes, Oh, did you, would you want to go? And I was like, yeah, most definitely. I would definitely want to go. I go. And then I say, you know, I can't afford to go, but I would love to go. And he's like, okay. And he, this dude has the hookup. It's insane. He right. knows this guy who is like the third most important person at Budweiser. So we shoot, uh, we shoot something Saturday night and we go to, Oh, we had two, did two comedy shows to raise money for the movie as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Friday night was great. We started late. So we only did 10 minutes Saturday night, the crowd. And I, I don't, I'm not into blaming crowds. But these people were the deadest-eyed, great-brained weirdos I had ever seen. Like, they just open-mouth breathing the whole show. Like, it was insane how bad it was. I mean, I haven't bombed like that in probably five years. Where, where was this at? This was at Ozona Bar and Grill. Oh, actually, Grill oh, and Bar. I mean, oh, there's a grill and bar out here. Right, right. Did, and did the... But Curtin, when did they do the improv troupe there or something before? Yeah. Or? Yes. What it was was I did stand up, then Greg Wilson did stand up, and then Greg is friends with all these guys, and they were in a, the ad libs improv thing, so they yeah. all kind of did improv for for a good hour, and they're really good. They're really everyone that was on stage was really talented. It was a really funny. Like I, I'm, the, I'll be the first one to say I think most improv is shit, and if it's if it's done badly, it's really bad, and if it's done well, it can be amazing and these guys were really funny at it for not having worked together for a while and well dude when when i was in dallas i went to go see ad-libs and it was boucher and um yeah. the yeah. the greg wilson not just a greg wilson i can but, i can tell you how that came about too the greg wilson and uh <laughs> but dude, dude i cried and I, I you know when seeing improv sometimes you're like uh but god they yes. they were so funny dude yeah Boucher alone, all that guy has to do is react to something, and it could you, it could be reacting to a funeral, and it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I would uh, love to work with that guy on multiple things again and again, you know. But so anyway, Kurt, after the Saturday night show, he says, "Hey, do you want to go to the Bud Light Hotel? It's the Final Four Hotel." Uh, I was like, "Well, yeah, what? Sure, fine, why not?" So we all go to this Bud Light Hotel, and I meet this guy, Blaze. Super nice guy, <laughs> wearing a suit, got a lanyard on. I'm Bla like, okay. Blaze? Blaze. B-L-A-I-S-E. So you're thinking, you're like, I'm going to get high with this guy. I kind of <laughs> thought that for a second until I saw his suit and his tie, and I was like, maybe not so much. <laughs> but uh, he uh, goes, hey, you know, John likes NASCAR. Uh, got me way to get us tickets for the race. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. So Kurt's like, hey, if you want to go to the race tomorrow, I go, I do. The race was at three, um, and we—I didn't have to shoot on Sunday, so got got up, went to the race. It was rainy and shitty all day. Had had seats. My friend, you know, Brandon Waite, he was there. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, uh, and then Mike McCrary, who's friends with Kurt, also came with us. He mm -hmm. picked me up. This is funny, dude. You'll hate this. <laughs> he took me to a deli on the way to the race on Sunday, uh -huh. and I go, yeah, just I'll, I'll have a sandwich wherever you think is good to stop. And he's like, okay. Stops in the deli. I walk in. Chicago Bears helmets everywhere. They have a sandwich called the Wrigley. I was like, ooh, I like this place. It was very pro-Chicago sports. Gross. I know. In Everyone Texas? Was I was taking pictures, yeah. 
I was like, hey, it's a Wrigley. I had a Cubs hat on. Everyone's like, ooh. When the police find out about this, it'll be shut down. <laughs> when George Bush hears about this. Yeah. No, so we, we go to the race. It's good seats. We're having fun, but it's raining, and they're not racing. They don't even get one lap off. So I'm like, this is kind of shitty because I knew I had to work on Monday. I had to shoot on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I appreciate seeing the Texas Motor Speedway. I didn't realize it was so new, uh, kind of like late 90s. I thought it was older than that, but um, it was a really, it's a great speedway. It's huge. Yeah, I went, it, to, it, I went to a couple yeah. of concerts out there, like a country jam or something. Now they got the big TV. Dude, it's called Big Hoff. <laughs> That's the name of the TV, and it's made by Samsung. <laughs> it's the biggest TV in America, made by Japan, or wherever Samsung is. So we, we're, we're kind of bummed out there's no race because Kurt has never been to a NASCAR race. He would never have gone without me. Uh, right. And he's kind of like, I, I'm kind of getting excited, and now there's not going to race. So we hung out all day and then came home, and, and it was what it was. And then they're going to – so they postponed the race until 11 a.m. the next day. So I call my friend Joe, who's producing the movie, and I'm like, is there any way you could shoot my B-roll in the morning on, on Monday? And he goes, yeah, sure. So he shoots me and Kurt out in the morning, and we head – to the race, and yeah. we get in again, and we watch almost the whole thing. We we came in right after Dale Earnhardt's uh, fiery almost wreck or whatever. Yeah, but but we watched the whole race, and then this guy says, "Hey, I have extra tickets to the final four tonight," <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, do you want to go?" I go, "Yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, I want to go." So we literally went from the race, and you're back playing, to the hotel. and you're playing guard. And I, yeah, and I had to play point. I had to play center. <clears throat> so we drove back to the hotel, changed clothes, and then he took me. We went to the final four. Me, him, Greg Wilson. Greg Wilson's two brothers showed up. Uh, this girl that Kurt knows, he took and and had amazing seats for the championship game. Like I sat right behind the Yukon basket, and then at halftime I moved to half court, and it was I, I, that was the most college basketball I've watched probably in my entire life. Right, but it was awesome. And there was so many Kentucky fans there that I felt the need. I have no allegiance to either school, right? Um, but I felt the need to root for UConn because they didn't. They, I felt like they didn't have anybody representing them. So, I was, and every Kentucky fan was kind of a loudmouth, right? And I was like, Jesus, dude, you're annoying. So I was just like, Yeah, go UConn. So, and then UConn wins, and it was just, it was insane. It was like a crazy day of sports, man. I like, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever done anything like that before. You know, I but definitely you, have never gone to a Final Four championship. But you game. got to go to the church, Texas Stadium. Texas Stadium, and you saw. Well, let me tell you what you saw: George Bush and uh, George Bush and Bill Clinton. Clinton sitting together, hand in hand, united. Yeah. Um, did George Bush make stadium, a painting of you? Yeah, he did. It's just a, it's an out of focus. Um, <laughs> it's good though. I'll send it to you. It's a red I'll dot. It's a red dot with a smile. It's, a, it's, it's, it's abstract, a John. Sniper, with a red dot on me like a sniper's <laughs> watching me. So what about, what about the stadium? The stadium is poorly designed. Oh, it's Jesus. Massive. It's massive. It is poorly designed. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Why? And it's, it's, it was just awkward to find our seats. And it was like, and everybody I talked, like people that worked there were like, oh, I don't really know. I'm like, okay, dude, well, thanks for nothing. Like, if you're a volunteer, I get it. But come on, try to learn the area. Well, you know what? Also, too, they had to put the basketball field, you know, in the on the uh, football field. So they, those are seats that they've never had there before, probably. Right, and the the if you watch the game, the the floor was raised. So if yeah. you were sitting courtside, you were basically like eye level with the floor. Yeah, which was weird. So I was glad we were kind of sitting up a little bit. But um, yeah, I'd never, I'd never. It was, I mean, it was massive. Yeah, it was massive, and and that huge TV, like they had a they had smaller TVs under that huge TV, which yeah. I assume only went up for this game, right? Because if they were there when the if a football play game was going on, there'd be the punters would just kick it right into it all the time. Yeah, well, because the punters kick into it now. The big yeah, and, and, yes, exactly, exactly. And I can see how I think I could hit that thing. You know, it's it's <laughs> could you, John? Could you? <laughs> yeah, for the sake of argument, I'm going to say yes because no one's ever going to see me try it. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just say yeah, sure. But no, it was uh, it was a massive. I mean, it was really fun, dude. It was really and they. But here's the deal: I drank like 15 beers. Oh, this is what I want to tell you about Texas Motor Speedway. 
you can bring your own beer in there. That's just not right. No, that's definitely right. <laughs> that's the, mo- the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, we've been on Sunday, and I'm watching people walk around with 12-packs. I'm like, what's going on here? And Kurt's like, yeah, you can bring your own beer. I was like, well, if we come back tomorrow, remind me about that. So I, I bring in an 18-pack of Miller Lite because mm-hmm. Lowski almost uh, wins the race. But Kurt had one beer. His friend had two beers. I drank all the rest of the beers. That's so I had about 15 beers there. and That's uh, good, John. Then, yeah, I'm, I was proud of myself. And then I was like, man, I hope I don't black out at the basketball game tonight because I assumed we would keep drinking. But they didn't serve any beer at the NCAA game <laughs> because it's a college basketball game, and I guess that's a rule. I did not know that and would have definitely thought hard about not going had I did know that. But it was cool. It worked out in my favor because then I could sober up and not be a complete mess. After, the you, whole game. after you drank the 18-pack, did you put the box on your head and walk around? Oh, yeah, dude. 18-pack hat, dude. I wanted to be 18-pack hat guy. <laughs> Everyone thought it was hilarious. I was high fiving myself. <laughs> so did you? But did you sit um, in the? You sat in the stands though. You didn't go to a box or anything for the NASCAR race. No, yeah, we were in the stands, but we had we were up uh, like by the box. Kind of weaseled our way into like this really nice level, and we were high enough where you could see the whole track, which was great because if you sit too low at a NASCAR race, yeah, you can only see what's in front of you, and that's cool. But it goes by. Pretty quick. And uh, how was the people watching there? Was it good? Oh, my God. Hilarious, dude. I mean, all NASCAR races are good for people watching. Right. But Texas was quite like, I, I enjoy being the handsomest man at a racetrack. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. It works out in my favor, I think. Did they award you with that award, or was that just yeah. self? Yes. Uh, after the race, they did the they gave the guy, um, Joey Logano, they gave him his trophy. Who, by the way, dude, did you watch that race? No. He was so fast at the end. I could There would be no way to catch him. But, yeah, after they did that, they awarded me with uh, Hanson's man at the Texas Motor Speedway. Did they ever go on and go, slow down? Uh, you mean about my good looks or no. about the race? <laughs> the race. <laughs> uh, no. Why would they say slow down? <laughs> oh. Man, so you just had a full day of freaking sports. Yeah, and then and then they tried to take me to Baby Dolls, which is a strip club afterwards. Dude, you got to finish it off with Baby Dolls. Well, right. I walked in, and they were like, hey, you can't wear a hat in here. And I was like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, you know what's funny? You look in, and everybody's got a cowboy hat on. Well, that's not – I was wearing a Cubs hat, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was like and – and I did. I looked in there, and I was like – I, I'm broke, man. I don't want to be spending money at a strip club. I don't, I don't. I didn't want to be like doing shots. So I just came back and bought a six pack and like came to my, you know, took an Uber back to my room. But um, yeah, it was a it was a great day of sports, man. I think the only thing that would have been better was if we could have seen like a Rangers game early in the morning right. somehow, and then worked it all in. Because Kurt, he was showing me pictures. This guy's been to the last five Super Bowls, the last six World Series. Um, he goes to any big event, dude. He has tickets for everything. Well, you know what's funny? I was just thinking in Texas how they have a Budweiser hotel. Yeah. You know, and uh, but was it like a, what kind of hotel was it? Just a normal hotel, but was it actually Budweiser, like a Hilton or something? No, yeah, it was like, I don't know what the actual hotel was, but it was like they had they had painted it blue. It looked like a Bud Light. It was the Bud Light Hotel. It looked oh, like a Bud okay. Light bottle, kind of. But it was like a it was a square building. It wasn't. Um, I, I mean, I don't. Obviously, it's not a Bud Light building the whole time. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, like right. Year round, or that would be weird. But, but it was. You know those commercials where like Arnold Schwarzenegger and those guys like. Yeah, that. It's that. It was the Bud Light Hotel, and it was like when we got there, it was you know they were winding their day down, but. People were playing ping pong, and there was pool tables, and it was just a lot of there was a lot of douches there. But right. like I went with, uh, you know, Greg Wilson, right? He's comic. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. But he, uh, he started. To, we walked into this little group of people, and he started talking. And this guy hears that Greg's a comedian, and he's like, "Oh, you're a comedian? Come on, give, give me something. Do something funny." And I was like, "Oh, here we go, dude. Like, really? This is." And Greg's like, I, "Yeah, I'm not." like a clown dude uh, if i'm on stage i'll try to be funny but <laughs> i'm just hanging out right now and 
was just really uncomfortable. But um, so there was a lot of weirdos there. But at the same time, it was fun. We got free Bud Lights. They just kept bringing buckets of Bud Lights to us. So it was like, it was like when we were at uh, the Vince Neil thing. Yeah. And they kept bringing us that. Uh, what was that really weird beer? Um. Yeah, it was skunky beer. Yeah, it was gross. But yeah, they. Just but we drank bringing... twenty of them. Yeah, yeah. We had the table was filled with empty. At first, we were like, "Ooh, these taste weird," and then, like, cut to four hours later, we're like, "These taste weird." Oh, hammered. <laughs> now I gotta hear um, the the. Did, so you found out how the Greg Wilson got the the on the front of it? Yes, I did. I asked. I said something like, "I, I go because people are like, look." It was so funny because someone would go to talk about him and then look at me and go, hey, I know you know him in L.A., but I've known him for 20 years. I'm like, dude, Calm me down. and Greg, don't hang out. Say whatever you want. It's never going to, like, you guys are friends. I get it. It'll just go on Twitter, you know? Just, I'm just, I go, that's what I said. I go, I'm just going to post it to Instagram. With, it's like a poem. Um, <laughs> but they said, uh, uh, obviously, a long time ago, way back when, when Greg was still living in Dallas, he was with this ad libs improv troupe and he was going to do stand up. So he, he decided he wanted to do stand up. So he spent kind of like almost his last dollars on these flyers. This was back before the internet. You know what I mean? This is yeah. when you had an email list, maybe. And, uh, so he spends his last dollar on these flyers and they did the flyers wrong. And it was supposed to say, uh, come see ad libs and that guy, Greg, and that guy from ad libs, Greg Wilson. And the flyer came back and said, come see Adlibs and the Greg Wilson. Oh, and oh, and the Greg Wilson. So he was like kind of, you know, a little bit upset by it. Like, man, these flyers are all ruined. And the guy who was hosting the show was a good friend of theirs. And he brought him up and he goes, okay. Because uh, he read it off the flyer. He goes, yeah, okay, guys. Now it's time for the Greg Wilson. So, and everyone got a good laugh out of it. All his good friends got a good laugh out of it because they knew what the deal was. Yeah. And it kind of stuck and he kept it. So it kind of it kind of stuck with him saying it over and over again. Well, right, but I mean, he he also, you know, I I believe the guy who who did it was a friend of theirs who's no longer around. Yeah, and I just think it's one of those. It's kind of like almost a tribute to this guy type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, and it has nothing to do with Craig's ego or any of that. Right, shit. right, right. So it's like a funny mistake that stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that if you don't know him and don't know the story, you're like, hey, you fucking egomaniac weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just wondering, you know, because you think about it, it's like the, or is there so many Greg Wilsons, you know, it's like, oh, he's trying to take my name. <laughs> or like if there's another comic that came out, I'm Greg Wilson. No, I'm the Greg Wilson. Well, it's like Spartacus. I'm Greg Wilson. No, I'm Greg Wilson. I'm Greg Wilson. Now we have to have, uh, yeah. now we have to have Greg Wilson on the show. Yeah, we should actually. <laughs> he was rooting for Kentucky mm-hmm. at the final four. He was cheering so loud and, you know how loud that guy is, right? Right. Really loud. Really, like, whatever it is people think I am capable of, this guy can exceed that by leaps and bounds. Aggressively and loud. Aggressively loud. And he was cheering for Kentucky. And I by the I left before the right before the second half so I could go change seats. Not to get away from him, but because I wanted to just to check it out, you know. Yeah. And the other other guy, Sky King, who was with us. And he's in the movie as well, and he was—he knows—he's known Greg forever. And and uh, later on that night, he told me, he goes, "I go, yeah, I was. Uh, how were the Wilson brothers? Were they all going crazy for Kentucky?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, Greg was cheering so loud, the guy in front of him turned around and called him a dick." <laughs> <laughs> and then Greg was like, "Shut up!" So they just kind of got into it. And then the guy realized, found out Greg was a comedian, and they shook hands. And he goes, by the end of it, they were buddies. I'm like, right. oh, I'm sure. But I also realized that when I changed seats, the guy behind me was a loudmouth Kentucky fan, and I wanted to be like, "Hey, dude, shut up! You're a you're dick." dick. <laughs> but how were you able to change seats? Well, what happened was, Kurt, the girl he was with, and Blaze had seats at half court. Me, Greg, Sky, and Greg's brothers had seats behind the Yukon basket. In the middle of the game, Kurt's friend Blaze left, so Kurt texted me and said, "Hey, if you wanna." come and check out half court. Uh, you're more than welcome to only got one ticket. And I was like, Hey, any of you guys want to go to half court? And they were all content staying where they were. So I was like, I'm going to go check it out just because I'm cool with going out and walking around and whatever. So again, it took me like 15 minutes to find out how to get there. 
And then once I got there, they were pretty sweet seats, so I stayed there for the rest of the game. Did Blaze go, hey, guys, I have to go fight crime. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Dude, he might as well be a crime fighter. He's like the third most important person at Budweiser. He's like He used to um, work at ESPN. He, he's like this. He's, he's basically the most interesting man in the world, but he doesn't drink those seconds. He drinks Bud Light. Does he, uh, does he sponsor podcasts? Yeah, I should have been like, hey, I got a show. You want did to be get, on it? Did you, get his, did you get his email? No. Did you get his phone number? No. John. He was literally working through Kurt. It was like we were talking, but Kurt was – the only thing I got to say to him was like, hey, man, thank you so much for the tickets. I really, really enjoyed the NASCAR race, and I'm stoked for the Final Four. And but he did, was very nice about it. But did you that, – was that how it was coming out in your brain, but it was really coming out like, thank you so much. I was going to say that I read you. Uh, I'll love you, and I want to open mouth kiss you, and then I kiss you on your penis. Every time, but, I, but I heard, what I heard was, "Thank you so much, sir, for the wonderful evening of entertainment." <laughs> Did you ever think, you know, you whenever he says "blaze," you just hear "blaze" with Budweiser. <laughs> That's that's all I hear when I whenever I hear anybody's name. Actually, now that's all I hear. No, actually, I thought it would be more like. Um, I'd hear Blaze, and then I'd be like, all right, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. We actually got some audio of uh, the Greg Wilson at the game. Shut that cunt's mouth or I'll come over there and fuck start ahead. I was just sent in to us by a uh, Kentucky fan. Oh, uh, first of all, that's not too far off. And <laughs> perfect. The guy behind me was yelling. Uh, I love when people think they're somehow going to overturn a call with their allowance. Oh, come on, ref. Yeah, it's like I get I get going. Oh, come on, Umper, come on, Ref. What are you, an idiot? Come on, open your eyes. But but this guy was like, you gotta re look at that. You gotta re look at that. Come on, look at it again. It's like, dude, I love your Kentucky pants, but no one's gonna look at that call again. It's done. <laughs> it's five minutes ago. Stop. Your Kentucky pants. Did yeah, you... they both had Kentucky pants on. But did you see anybody dressed like really weird, like at the NASCAR or something, like with? You know, girls in bikini tops that are like Confederate flags or something, you know, just uh, crazy. As cold as it was, I saw chicks with two, like short shorts on that should not have been wearing short shorts. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? You like, shouldn't wear short shorts. <laughs> These chicks really shouldn't have been wearing short shorts. Like, like uh, Lemmy. This made the shorts almost disappear. Like Lemmy short shorts. Yes, dude, you seen that photo? That's awesome. That photo is awesome. Uh, but yeah, like that, like that for sure. So, oh, what right. was I just gonna? What was I just gonna say? Um, oh fuck! Okay, one more thing. Come on, John. Oh, pressure's oh. on, John. I want to tell the Mike McCreary, one of the guys we were with. He ran into a guy who used to work for him at the race, right? And he had on a. I think he had a Dale uh, Junior hat on <clears throat> and a uh, like a maybe a Junior jacket too. Like you know how people wear the NASCAR jackets and stuff. Mountain Dew, man. And, and we and we were talking about how how cold it was and how I only had a sweatshirt. And if it weren't for Mike giving me a, ra- a rain jacket, I would have been kind of boned. And he's and he starts telling me the story. He was man, I went to Daytona in 2007, and uh, is dressed is misting like a freezing cold mist is raining crazy like the race the day before was great and then this and this was terrible it was cold and all i had on was a t-shirt so i told my brother i said hey i'm gonna go to the i'm gonna go to the trucks there and i'm gonna try to buy a sweatshirt or something to put on because it's so cold and his brother goes okay and he said he got to the like the merchandise place and the only sweatshirt they had left was a kurt bush sweatshirt <laughs> and he goes now i stood there for 15 minutes Debating, and I, and I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe, and then at the end I go, now nah, fuck it, and I and I left without buying it, and I froze my ass off, and I go, you didn't want to buy because we were talking about how much we hated Kyle and Kurt Busch, and he goes, he goes, because my all, in my head I was thinking like, what if there's a terrorist attack, and they find my dead body wearing a Kurt Busch, I'd rather have a dick in my hand than fucking a Kurt Busch sweatshirt on my body, touching my skin. I was like, dude, you are my hero. <laughs> You know, when he, he had that buyer's remorse, he like looked at it and he probably walked around a little bit. And he's like, you know, just thinking, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. Do, okay. But I'm freezing, dude. 
What are you going to yeah. do? And he's like talking to himself. Man, you don't be a pussy. Don't get that thing. Your allegiance, you got to do You can't do it. Yeah. He, 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 must, he argued with himself like, uh, like if, like I would, if I was trying to lose weight and I was, uh, at a jack in the box at four in the morning, like don't do, don't, no, no, no. And then I would have just done it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't argue at four in the morning. I just got to do it. Yeah. Do you, it. you know what? Neither do I. You're right. It's, it's more like I argue <laughs> at four in the morning. If I'm there, I'm eating. It's like I argue on my way to it at like three in the afternoon. But you know what? That would be funny. Like if, if I, if. If, let's say if you went to a cowboy game or I went to a Chicago game or and it was freezing and I wouldn't I wouldn't think like if I bought I, I need a sweatshirt I would still think the same thing like I don't know man yeah you know? it'd be really weird <laughs> yeah like I wouldn't buy a cowboy sweatshirt if I did I would turn it inside out yeah that's what I was thinking too but yeah. then it's on it, then it's really on your skin ooh then it's touching you yeah ooh gnarlies yeah. All right. So, uh, what else is going on on your uh, end? On your end. On my end, uh, that is. When are you coming back, dude? We got to do this podcast. To... It's it's crazy. It's just Rena's just sitting here staring at me. <laughs> just wait. She's just waiting for a time to flash the clock light. Yeah, when she she's fallen asleep three times already. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fall asleep. These are good Texas stories. I ain't nobody sleeping through these stories. So when are you coming back? How much barbecue have you had? Uh, I only had Dickies one time. Uh, it was delicious. And then I had, like, garbage at the basketball game. Like, I ate, like, a cheeseburger and a, a big... I made this kid buy me. <laughs> He's like, you know this isn't beef jerky, right? And I go, yeah, it's chocolate, right? He goes, yeah, this is, like, chocolate and pretzels and weird shit in here. And I go, yeah. And he asked me three times, like, Again, you know this isn't beef jerky. I'm like, why would I think it? Yes, I know what it is. So we got back to the seats. I go, dude, this isn't beef jerky. <laughs> he was like, what? And I go, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've only had barbecue once. They're not. It's not exactly uh, gourmet food on set either. I've been eating like pretty bad. Um, so I'm getting back tomorrow morning about 10 a.m. and then we're doing the stand-up thing at 2.30 now. 2.30. And it's I, top yeah, secret stuff, this. guys. We can't tell you about it. We'll tell you about it when it's out. <laughs> That's what you should post on Facebook. <laughs> Doing an afternoon gig, top secret. Can't talk about it. Meetings. It, meanwhile, the company's going, yeah, you can talk about it. No one yeah, cares. You just say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had kind of a crazy weekend. Uh, Drew's friends came in from Portland, and they're, oh they're staying and. um uh, Palm Springs. At your place? No, no, no. They came. Oh. They, well, they actually came. They went to Palm Springs and they wanted to see me do stand up. So they drove from Palm Springs to the Ha Ha. That's oh. dedi- that's dedication right there. Holy cow, dude! Yeah. If you had a, a, more of a fan base like that, <laughs> then we then I did the Ha Ha, the Late Show. So we left the Ha Ha probably twelve thirty or something to drive to Pro- Palm Springs on Saturday night. <laughs> wow! So we got there at. Uh, Probably about two thirty three in the morning. Yeah, it's like a two and a half hour drive, isn't it? They're going to San Diego. Yeah, it's pretty far. And then so um, Drew's friends. So Drew is a makeup artist, actress, all this stuff. So, but she through the makeup world, she gets. Uh, well, I mean, she, he's a theater guy or whatever, but uh, he's a big dude like me with a beard and stuff. But uh, he's in theater, you know, and uh-huh. and so he's uh, a gay guy. And oh, right, right, yeah. And his friend uh, or his boyfriend, partner, whatever is, and it's so funny because his name's Rusty and his uh, partner Jason. But it, you know, if you looked at him, you're like, oh, these are he, he's a lumberjack. You know, he's not. You know, he's not the typical like you would say, I guess, gay guy. You know, because you he's just a he's a bear. He's a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went out with them, um, and then this other guy. So they had this house where they just rent it when they go to like Coachella and stuff. And it's just huge boulders, and this guy made these like made this pool with granite boulders on the side of it. It's like a freaking oasis out there. Jesus! So we we stayed in the pool all day Saturday. That's awesome. <laughs> no, Sunday, you mean? Or uh, yeah, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So you know, in the you know how it's just the heat out there, it's just baking your head, yeah. and just oh, being in the desert. And they live like right by this huge mountain, and I mean, it was just. But you know when you get out of L.A., how, you know, when in 
when you hang out with kind of normal people, just <laughs> yeah. how the stress level just goes really low. And you're like, oh, this is what it's like to be normal, you know? Yep. <laughs> and exactly then, right. And then so this guy has this cool house, like cool art in it and stuff. His mother was an artist. And then he has these two, uh, by the pool, he has these two like almost like apartments. So we basically stayed in this one apartment and we could just walk out and go to the pool in the morning and we they were drinking and we played like cards against humanity and all this crazy shit and what is cards against humanity you don't know what cards against humanity is no but it sounds <laughs> awful what no it's just a, it's a funny game where um you have these cards and they have a statement and you get all these just kind of words and stuff and you just it's like almost like mad libs you okay. know as a kid so you just fill in the blank and you try to make you know the funniest one you know, it's like, what is this smell? And then your answers could be like, uh, Arts. Martin Luther King, AIDS, farts. Whoa, why? You know, what? but why yeah, is... it's it's crazy the what what they put in there. So you just, uh, you know, it's a good drinking game. Okay. But these guys just came up with a game and put it online, and it became this hit to where you just order it for like twenty bucks. Rena's play. Have you played it, Rena? Yeah, we actually have have a set of it here. So next time you come, Johnny, we'll sit, we'll all play. Uh, we'll play around. Okay. All right. And it's like it's just it's it's extremely like every like like there's white cards and black cards and I can't remember which one but like I think I think the white cards have just really random vulgar phrases and words. Yeah, and those are the ones you used to play. And the so you you, you pack your hand with like five of those, yeah. and then and then there's a smaller stack of black cards, and whomever like each person takes a turn, and like you have to you draw a black card and you you read. What's on the black What's card? on the black card? And then each one of the players has to, from the cards in their hand, they have to pick whatever phrase or wording they think you would attach to the phrase on the black card that you just read. Whatever's the most offensive or the funniest, whatever they think you would be more prone to choose. And then each person makes their selection. They just turn it over and slide it over to the card master, the one with the black card. And then the person holding the black card goes through and reads the phrase on the black card and then reads each one of the responses and then chooses whichever one is funniest. And then that person wins. And so it's like you try to each person tries to It's like win. adult Uno or something. Yeah, it's really but okay. it's it's yeah. just very funny, very vulgar, very inappropriate. It's it's hilarious. So we'll we'll I'll play next time. Already. Yeah, it's really, really fun. And that was a pre-taped commercial by Rena Marie. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I've been dying to play. I bought a set after playing with my family over yeah. Christmas in Washington, and I, I bought a set for the house, and we've never had an opportunity well, like, to play. Well, sometimes just reading the cards, like one of them that I got was um, jacking off into a pool of children's tears. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what? It's, yeah, it's, it's just, so, oh, John. You just have to, and it's I just like, can't wait. Like, uh, kid, uh, what was it? Kids with butt cancer was one of the things. <laughs> and it's, so, I mean, it's really so uh, inappropriate. There's some hardcore like, shit old on people there. people fucking, I think, is another one of those. I mean, you will laugh and then you you will cry. You'll laugh so hard that you will cry. I mean, it's... We should use that quote on this podcast. You, yeah, you'll laugh so hard, you'll podcast. cry. You'll laugh so hard, you'll cry so hard, you <laughs> might laugh. <laughs> All right, that's my interjection. I'm backing out again here. Uh, yeah, oh, that's good, though. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so we did that and then came back and just I'm just getting ready. I got shows in Vegas this weekend, so I'm just kind of mellowing out this week. So, uh, where, oh, where in Vegas are you going to uh, be? Vegas Cheyenne Saloon on the uh, on Friday, and then the that ta- that show we did in Henderson with Gooch. I'm just doing two oh, yeah. shows with Gooch um, this weekend, and then we go hang out at the Dirty Show. I think Gabe's doing the main room uh, at South Point this week, so I'm just probably going to go hang out and watch that show. I think the Smash Brothers are there and some other people, so it'll be a I'm staying with. I told Gooch I was going to try to get a hotel room, like a cheap fifteen dollars. He was like, "No, you're staying with me. You know, I'm going to go get a new TV for that room." And I go, "Okay, nothing below forty inches on the TV." Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I have, I have standards, dude. And uh, green M and M's. Well, no, you want you you want you want the green M and M's taken out. No, you can't just. <laughs> You want the green M&M's, but you can't just go buy a bag of green M&M's. You have to buy a bag of regular M&M's yeah. and remove all the other M&M's. That's, yes, yes, that's, yeah, yes. That's fair. That's fair. 
That's fair. Um, That's good though, man. You got a you got a week. That's yeah, great. we got a. And I don't know if you, did you see did you see about the you know the the um, you know how the college players are trying to form a union and stuff. Um, yeah, you, yeah. One, one of the Yukon players said that Yukon player says that he goes to bed starving because Why? well he doesn't have um, the money he can't afford food despite the uh, Yukon student athlete guidelines including provisions for uh, meal Eel? plans. So and plus if you're playing basketball or whatever you know you're you're uh, I guess it says the residence halls they can eat between seven a.m. and seven fifteen. But if he doesn't make it there in time, he's not eating. But then he's supposed to be playing at this high level, and he's not getting food. But then he sees his jersey being sold in every, you know, Foot Locker or whatever. Yeah, you know. that, that isn't – I mean, that is an interesting point, man, because they – the players are making the school money. If, if the team wasn't any good, no one would go to the games. No one would buy the merchandise. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. these players work their asses off. They and they play at a very high level. I mean, college basketball is to me far more entertaining than a professional game, and and they're playing at a they're playing at a high level, and they're busting their ass, and they're giving it everything they have. And and dude, I don't know. You played football in high school. It was hard enough in high school to maintain any kind of decent grades yeah. and play football. Well, I and I wasn't even like a starter or any good. Well, I couldn't imagine um, their travel time and the travel away from the, the school. And then right. have, how do they, you know, it's like how they even study, how they even take tests. They got to go to media and stuff. And then I guess last month, the National Labor uh, Relations Board ruled Northwestern football players uh, should be considered employees yeah. of, of the hours that they put in toward, you know, with the school. So they're bas- yeah. they're basically you know employees of the school because they're making them money, so they should get money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm I'm the I understand that their money is in a sense. People argue that their money is the scholarship. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. going you're going to school for free or for a very um, you know minute amount of money in comparison to what a regular tuition would be. So that right there, you're kind of getting paid. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're getting paid, you know, through your tuition and then or or through the scholarship. But then some people don't get scholarships, you know, maybe if they're a walk on or whatever. But then also, um, but then can you like, what if one school pays a higher hourly rate or whatever than, you know, another school? So well, I I think if you do it, it has to be the same across the board. Well, yeah, if they're, I guess, if they're a union, they would probably do it all the yeah. It would have to be or or comparable to you know, whatever the, like, living situations was, wherever they were. If, but actually, no, it would have to be the same across the board, I think. Yeah. You can't be like, well, Duke gets this and UConn gets this. And it's like every, every player should be the same. Um, I, you know, I'm, 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 I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. I, don't, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think it should be a ton of money. Right. I don't think, you know, but I mean, if, if – if they were paid a little bit again, or just taken care of a little better, I mean, I didn't know, I didn't hear about that kid who doesn't eat or whatever. Like, that's bizarre to me. So, well, because yeah, you know, I, I guess if you have a certain amount of money to go to school, and then you know, you don't have, and you can't get a job because you're playing NCAA basketball. That you know, that's true too. Um, you to support yourself, you would get a job, and. They don't have. There's no way to work in a job, play a college sport, and maintain a, a decent grade point average. There's yeah. just no way. I mean, unless you're Rudy or somebody, then you could probably. Dude, you know, I, dude, I, I couldn't. I couldn't work a job at a liquor store and maintain a C minus <laughs> average, and I didn't play any sports in college. <laughs> C is for cool diploma. C um, is for cool. <laughs> so uh, you got. You have the Yukon Huskies winning the national championship. And the women play tonight for their fucking uh, championship, too. I thought they called the Final Four uh, women's basketball because that's the amount of attendance they have at the game. (laughs) hey Final (laughs) Four fans. Did you see some of the women's games when they were were, uh, narrowing it down and everything? It was like... Oh, it was sad. There was like barely anybody there at any of these games. It's I know. I don't know. You know, it's like market to you know kids groups for you know 
uh, female kids that you know do just yeah do something want, to fill the seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it's just sad, you know, um, that because they were showing highlights, and I thought it was like during the season. They're like, no, it's the final four. Of the, <laughs> like there's nine, there's nine people. Yeah, um, and, and did you see the coaches, the women's coaches? There's a guy and a girl, and like they're kind of going back and forth. You like, mean you mean Muffet? Uh, I think one of the Muffet? ladies' name is Muffet. Oh, oh yeah, maybe yeah. But then the guy, the guy coach was like, <clears throat> "You guys act like we're supposed to be friends. We're we're going out there, we're playing against each other. We're going to beat each other's brains in, and then you want us to go have wine together, okay? Right. Just because this is women's basketball doesn't mean we're going to all act like women. It's not going to happen. That's amazing." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> funny. Um, also, too, uh, did you see that David Ortiz took a selfie with the president? Yeah. And then he had a deal with Samsung before he did that. So then Samsung took that and used it as a marketing uh, tool for the selfie for Samsung phones. So then now the the White House is saying, yeah, let's not do uh, selfies with the president anymore. Well, right. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. I mean, I know people were like, well, Obama's taking selfies. Then you should run the country. And it's like, dude, don't be an asshole. He took one picture with David Ortiz. Calm down. It's not like he's running around doing it with everybody. But it's like, it, it, I don't know. It's like, a you know, when people have parents that they go, okay, John. No, you call him dad because that's your dad. You don't say Linda because that's your mom. It, it, you call her mom. Don't be, fr- I don't want to be your friend. Go run the country. Be better than me. Well, dude, he, the Red Sox were visiting the White House. It's what every baseball team that wins the World Series does. Right. So the, he, the president had to be there anywhere. It didn't take any time out of his speech or whatever for him to get a picture taken. It wasn't a, you know what I mean? Like they were taking, look, photographers were taking pictures of them. Exactly. They were going to be in pictures together. Who cares if David Ortiz takes a picture with him? But I do disagree that Samsung shouldn't be able to use that for an ad thing. And who even has Samsung phones? I mean, come on. <laughs> Gross. People like David Ortiz, dude, Anthony Alabi, dude, he, people with massive hands <laughs> use those, like, 54-inch TV Samsung phones. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's like a normal phone in there. But to, for him to kind of go, this is what I thought was weird, for him to go in and go, okay, I'm going to go take a selfie with the president. When I get it, I'm going to sell this to... Like you have enough money already. I mean, yeah, I don't even yeah. know. Maybe he's going to give it to charity, which I doubt. But it's, you know, I don't know if. But then also too, if what if he posted on Twitter, which you know, and then Samsung just uses it. I mean, I think anybody, if we post something in public domain, I guess on our Twitter or whatever, that uh, like if you take a picture with a Bud Light can, can they can you know they Bud Light take that and use it in a commercial? Mm, I don't, Jesus, I don't think so. I mean, we're not lawyers. We're just asking questions. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I forgot. We didn't go to law school. Uh, <laughs> we don't know about patent laws and fucking rights. And <laughs> All of our questions are implied. There's no answer. Just, uh, I don't think that means implied. You mean they're, um, <laughs> they're, uh, Oh my God! What's the word I'm looking for? I know I couldn't find it rhetorical. either. Rhetorical. rhetorical. Yes, yes, yes. They're implied questions, but rhetorical. When there's the Simpsons, when Lisa's singing that Bob Dylan song, "How many roads must the man walk down?" and Homer walks in, goes six, and she goes, "Dad, <laughs> yeah. it's a rhetorical question." He goes, "Rhetorical, huh?" Seven, and she goes, "Do you even know what rhetorical means?" He goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> like a question? Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, the Simpsons. Uh, hey, what did you think about Puig getting uh, benched because he didn't show up on time, opening day? We didn't I even talk he, about that. Uh, we didn't, but I think it's hilarious that he's pretending he doesn't know what time batting practice starts for a day game. Like, isn't there, there's got to be some email list they're all on, right? Like, what? just show up. Or dude. the same time as last bit. year. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, what did we do? We have batting practice after the game last year? No, we didn't, did we? Oh, yeah, okay. But his to his defense, I do text you every monday going what time's the podcast tomorrow <laughs> well but we've changed it up a little bit in the last few weeks so that's why uh but no i i also i mean he didn't even try to blame traffic so i mean good on him for just being oh look i didn't i fucked up you know sorry and he took the benching like a man and now his thumb is injured so it's kind of it's kind of irritating but i mean look i i honestly feel this is not going to be a good season for the dodgers but i hope i'm wrong 
All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. John you heard hates it here the first. Dodgers. I do not hate the Dodgers <laughs> at all. You know, it's 40 years ago today, Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run. That's pretty amazing, John. It is super amazing. Wait, did you say Hank Aaron? Yeah. What oh, did you I, was, think I don't know. I was thinking of somebody else. Okay. Yeah, that is amazing. Why would I not think that was amazing? <laughs> 715 home runs, dude. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> I was just reading real quick. Uh, I don't even know why. Uh, RG3 unveils his new personal logo, and it's not half bad. And it's just a creative play on RG and 3. So good for him. Uh, good for him. Who has a personal logo? What are you talking about? That sounds like horseshit to me. Well, it's like kind of the Tiger Woods logo with the T and the W, you know. I mean, so basically, like what T- Twisted Sister did, it's the T and the S. Uh, and these guys do they're like, do they, you know, people, and you know what? They are. Kids are probably drawing that on their notebooks now, like I used to draw Dokken and Dio. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just clicking through this uh, the, um, USA Today Sports. I found some things that were uh, that you might like. I think it's pretty hilarious. Uh, John Daly smokes 40 cigarettes a day, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 cans of Diet Coke per day. So this guy... uh, He'll be dead in a year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 40 (laughs) cigarettes a day? Is there 20 or 25 in a pack? Is it 20? uh, It's got to be like 20. Is it 25? But he said, hey, this is a quote from John. He said, I have to drink it slow and um, not out of the can. I need some ice. I used to have 26 to 28 cans a day. Now I have 10 to 12 at the most. Well... Hey, John Daly, that's still too many. Um, yuck. And then they, that's hilarious. And then on the side, it's funny. It's in on the side. It's funny because they have a picture. You know, usually when when they have that thumbnail and you click on the video, it's him and Artie Lang next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I think John Daly. I mean, I understand that he's got a lot of problems, but I've always enjoyed that guy. He's been very entertaining, you know. And then you hear stories like he passed out at a Hooters, and you're like, well. Maybe you should feed him 45 beers. <laughs> hey, let me see if I can pull up the um, Scully calls Heron's uh, 715th homer. Ooh. Hold on. We'll wait, wait, Vince Scully called that home run? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's nice to meet oh, wait, wait. Let me get through this commercial. Hold on. Okay. Don't, let's... Don't listen. We'll all talk no, over it. No, no big listen. deal. No listen. No big deal. No listen. <laughs> oh, shit. Comes play the Pirates tonight, everybody. Uh, this will be out uh, tomorrow, so they don't care. <laughs> Right, um, right. And then we'll wrap. We only have you know a couple minutes left, so we'll wrap it up, and then we'll talk about uh, what are you going to do when you get back, John? When's this movie coming out? Um, I'm not sure. Where are the editors? Be... Are they editing right now? They need to go right now and edit. The director is the editor, which is a good, in my opinion, a very good thing. Like he's editing in his head already, so the editing process shouldn't take as long as like a lot of other movies that a lot of other you know independent movies do. But. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, they're hoping to get it into Sundance, man. They got the guy at Screen Gems who wants to see it, and there's a mockumentary category at Sundance, and I think they only see like 30 films a year or something like that. So it, it's got a shot, you know? It's make got sure, a shot. Make sure they put film in the cameras, you know? You don't want to waste that time where you're like, oh, it, oh we, we didn't well, put film in there. Well, we didn't, we're not really using cameras. We're not really, it's, it's, a, it's an audio movie. Oh, okay, okay. Here, let me it's see. A movie on, it's a movie on tape. So the confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt delivers, and he's low, ball one. And that just adds to the pressure. Oh, sorry, I didn't know they were going to go through his hole. Wait, here, pause really quick. Pause really quick. All right. I think this is him, too. Those people attempted to see. What is that? Bane and the Batman movie. Jeez. Attempting to see. That was Vince Scully calling fucking home run. All right, let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see if he hits yeah. it this time. Back. And stay a professional in pitchers' game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. 
and this is when he gets mauled. Are they shooting him? Well, that's when the guys came out and um, shook yeah. his hand on second base. Yeah, he's rounding second, and two guys come running out of nowhere. <clears throat> and if you look at his expression, it doesn't look like he's you know worried about that at all. But when in his interviews, he's like, "Dude, I didn't know who those guys were. That scared the hell out of me." Right? Because he he had already received death threats. Yeah, he, he'd received death threats and hate mail. Like, no black guy is going to break, break Babe Ruth's record. Like. First of all, I guarantee if you met Babe Ruth, you'd think he was probably a dick, so you'd want right. his record to be broken. Secondly, if you're going to have someone break it, why not have it be one of the nicest guys in baseball? Right. Well, that's like you know how when you when you come off stage and someone goes, "Hey, good job," you're like, "What are you doing? Get out! Get off me!" You get yeah. scared. You know, they just come up after you and mob you. Well, that's you. I mean, that happens to you. You're more of a you get mobbed easily, so you know. <laughs> the ladies. <laughs> I've been doing the the like I said the haha and um. You know, it's been, you know, uh, a good mix of people. And these these black dudes in the front row the other day, just cool as shit. And um, I was like, I always like when black dudes at the show, you know, because they compliment you better than white people. White people are all just, hey, good job. You know, very good yeah, show. Right. Very funny. Black people will tell you what they really think. Yeah, and black dudes just come up, man, you stupid. And so well, dude, the whole the time. you can get from a black person. <laughs> so the whole time Being after the show stupid. out front, they're just like, man, you stupid. And I was like, okay, that's a little much. Well, you're stupid. <laughs> See, when I say it, it sounds like I'm calling you stupid. When they, when they say it, it sounds like they're you complimenting you. Yeah. Um, all right, John. So when uh, we got a couple minutes, what shows do you have coming up um, around town? What's going on? Around town, man, I am not sure what I have. I will be on uh, TK Kelly and Dwayne Perkins have a podcast. I'm going to be right. on that <laughs> yeah. on Sunday. On the network yeah. studios. On the network here studios. in North North Compton. <laughs> yeah, in North Compton. I uh, they it's a movie. It's a half hour podcast, but they watch. Everybody watches a movie beforehand, and then they they run through some questions on it. So I'm supposed to watch The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh -huh. and then um, then we'll talk about that on the show. Um, other than that, man, I think it's going to be kind of a. I need to find a job, bro. So my my efforts are going to be hardcore looking for work and money, and we got. We're doing that thing uh, that no one will ever see tomorrow. 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 But, yeah, and then I'm uh, being I'm at the Venice Underground uh, Ooh, nice. tomorrow night, show. and then uh, the Cheyenne Saloon on uh, Friday, and then the Goldmine Tavern in Henderson on the 12th, and then on the 13th I'm going to do the Paula Palooza thing at the improv the improv show down in Silver Lake. So, all of Palooza. Yeah, that thing where you go and you do uh, your set, and then the improv troupe goes up and does. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's a fun show, man. Yeah. That's a fun thing to do. It's weird, but it's fun. Yeah, I finally got on that thing. I, uh, you'll see some really good improv, and then you'll see some real bad improv. <laughs> Just like in like I watched, I watched two people who clearly had never heard of Yes and. Mm-hmm. Because everything she said, he goes, no, that's not how it is. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, Way to cut her off, dude. You're not being very helpful. They went to the John Huck School of Improv. <laughs> yes and? No, no, no. No, but. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at John Huck. Uh, and also, uh, you can pick up John's CD called? Fantasticular Hilaritation. Available on iTunes. and it's You can get Sean's CD called Texas, Texas Crude. Um, yeah, I so, should have brought that and tried to sell it at the NASCAR race. I probably would have made some money. <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, um, where I'll put this? Is this a record? All right, so uh, I guess, uh, you know, this has been uh, episode 67 of the Full Count episode Podcast. Episode 67, the Dallas episode. The Dallas episode. And, um, nope. yeah, it's been fun, John. So just get back here been. safely. Yeah, and, I will uh, be back tomorrow. And uh, then we'll uh, reconvene next week here. With Kevin Westgarth, hopefully. Yeah. And um, we'll talk hockey fights. Yeah, we will. All right, John, let's sign off. Um, All right. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. Hold on. Let me punch, let me punch the button. You've been listening All to right, the bye, Full John. Count Podcast Later, buddy. with Sean Halpin and John Huck. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for the Full Count Podcast. And follow us on Twitter. Just search for the FC Podcast. 
You can also find us online by visiting our website. Just go to thefullcountpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.